Hi, welcome to Soulworthy Love. I am your host, Rinsey. Soulworthy Love is your one-stop relationship podcast on everything marriage, dating, and of course, relationships. As we always say, love is safe. If it's not safe, it's not love. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Soulworthy Love. Hi Dr. Lise, it's great to have you back as always. Hello, Rancy. Nice to be here. Hello, everyone. Today, we're talking about why humans are miserable creatures. (laughs) And the reason why we want to talk about this is that it seems like humans are so, so unhappy all the time. And it seems like humans are always searching for the meaning of happiness. What Mm -hmm. does it constitute to be happy? What is the definition of happiness? And why we always can't seem to reach the end of the tunnel where happiness is. So to start this conversation, Dr. Lise, why don't you tell us what happiness means in your books? All right. I wanted to start with um, a quote from, I believe it's Henry Thoreau, who said, most people live quiet lives of desperation. So what's desperation? What's happiness? Happiness and desperation are polar opposite. And Desperation happens when, in my book, when you don't live connected to your heart. When people are not connected in their heart, they don't feel successful. And my definition of success is someone who lives by the values of their heart. So you want to be happy, you just need to start living by the values of your heart. And you remember the famous yin and yang. So the yin is the listening part. The yang is the acting part. So your heart wants you to know two things. First, you are worthy of love. So you need to let go of any illusion to the contrary. Each and every one of us is worthy of love. The second thing that your heart wants you to do is admit your dreams and aspirations. If you don't admit your dreams and aspirations, if you don't feel worthy of love, you're going to be miserable. And you're going to be even more miserable when you know what you would like in life, but you're not organizing your time to give it to you. So it's super annoying when you, you know what you want, but you're not organizing your time to give it to yourself. So if you want to be really depressed and very miserable, actually know what you want, but don't, don't organize your time to give it to yourself. And I've seen this often with mothers. Big secret. Many mothers are really depressed when they have young children at home. Why? Because they have desires for other things than their children. And they're not admitting what they want. And now they feel resentful of their children taking their time away. This is the deep, dark secret. Mothers listening to me right now, fathers listening to me, but often mothers more because they usually the one that ends up spending more time sacrificing their time for their children. And then you're not doing a favor to your kids. If you are miserable because you're not listening to your heart and you're not admitting what your heart wants and then organizing your time to give it to you, that's when you become really unhappy. And when you're unhappy, you're not a good spouse. You're not a good parent. So it is not selfish. Each and every one of us has no choice. But to be a good human being, you need to listen to your heart. Otherwise, you're going to be miserable. I have one client calling me. First time she called me to see whether or not, you know, we were a good match. 
And she was a mom and she had two, well, two teenagers at home and she was crying. She was so tired, so exhausted and like so upset with her life. She was just so miserable because she was a full-time mom. She had had a really great career before. She had been really stimulated and now she was not happy because the only thing she was doing is being, you know, a stay-at-home mom. If that's what your heart wants, it's perfect. Like I honor whatever choice people have, but when you have a desire for something else and you're not admitting it, then you're going to get yourself in trouble. So to be happy, to be a great partner, to be having soul worthy love, you need to listen to your soul. Absolutely. Exactly. And as Dr. Lee always says, you have to listen to your heart because that's where inspiration is. That's where wisdom is. And of course, that's where love is, right? And I feel like, well, the topic we're talking about today, why humans are miserable creatures, I find that, A, like you said, Dr. Lise, we are bound by the social narrative of wanting materialistic things. Like, I should get the latest car. I should buy a million-dollar house. I should be, you know, a millionaire at the age of five. so we're bound by these social narratives and again if we looked on linkedin it's always these incredible achievements which is great but it makes us feel like we're lacking something even when we're not and i was like that before i think dr lisa smiling because she's like that is stage one that is stage one that is not heaven on earth and it always feels like you're doing things out of compensation instead of inspiration. And Dr. Lise, a a week ago, she gave me a journal prompt and it was all about self-love. And I was journaling. I was like, well, you know, I've been doing things out of compensation instead of inspiration. And it seems like, you know, getting the new latest, let's just say like iPad will make me happy or latest MacBook. I don't know, whatever it is, false, absolutely wrong. But Yesterday, as I was sitting on my balcony, listening to jazz, drinking a nice sangria, and just reading, it was like, it's like, wow, <laughs> this is so simple. Yes, exactly. And, and the key is you could have done all the same thing without being present and being grateful, and then you would not have been happy. So to be conscious and, and appreciate the moments, you will see... The more you connect with your heart, the more the simplest little moments are magical moments. Like, but last week, for example, when uh, my client, she's a singer, and she said that she was singing at in Hyde Park here in, in Toronto outside. It was like it's like this great place that you go sit outside under the trees, and she was out there, and there was Ron Sexsmith, another singer, performing, and so. Out of the blue that morning, I didn't think I was going to go there. And that night I asked some friends, we ended up there and the music and it was perfect weather. And we're just sitting on the grass, listening to music. And it was like, wow, you know, you don't need to be on a cruise ship paying $10,000 to be happy. You can just create your own happiness sitting there going for a bike ride. We went for a bike ride yeah, last night and like it was a nice warm breeze and we sat down and I had an ice cream cone. <laughs> it was like, I was like, all right, you know, simple pleasures, but it comes from connecting with the heart. Gratitude leads us to love, leads us to wisdom, leads us to inspiration. Absolutely. And 
it's so important in order to know what makes you happy, you need to know deep down what your heart wants. Because for instance, I, I love jazz. Dr. Lee's, you may not be a jazz fanatic, let's just say. Okay, high five. Perfect. But that's just an example, right? Like if you were into classical music, then you would do what makes you feel good and what makes your heart sing. And know the little nuances of yourself and what you're like so that you can better grow this flower that you are basically. Yeah, and I love jazz, but I also love classical. So it depends on my mood and like nothing like a nice samba music when you're having a nice evening and warm breeze and like to match the mood that you're in. It's about being present and not doing things because you should, but because they feel right inside of you. And we're talking about this because it's super important. I really want to emphasize that it's called Soul Worthy Love and it's about relationship. But the, the real reason why I'm doing these podcasts is to help people understand that through connecting with your soul, through your heart, that's when you are the happiest and that's when you can be a really good partner. And when you see who you are, then if you're single, you can pick, you know, the person that resonates with your heart's value, not by the outside superficial things that the society tells us we should want, but by the things that feel good inside. And if you're in a relationship already and you need to be able to pay attention to yourself, maybe your mate is the perfect mate for you and you just need to open your heart by making yourself happy, then you, all of a sudden you start to see the, the qualities in your partner and you start being more open and communicating better. And now you open yourself. And sometimes the, the challenging thing is you're in a relationship and you realize, you know, we've been together for 15 years. We've built something together. But out of love for myself and of my partner, we need to split. And that's scary to do but at the same time you have no choice because if you stay in your comfort zone and you don't leave just because of habit and because you're afraid you might never find somebody else then you just guarantee yourself a life of quiet desperation but if you go all right you know i've done my inner work i'm sure now i just need I've learned what I needed to learn from this relationship about love. I need to move on. And you challenge yourself, then you're going to find happiness. Absolutely. It's always the support and challenge. If you challenge yourself, you can get what you want in life. If you stay in your comfort zone, you attract challenges. And when you say that, Dr. Lise, you have support and challenges. I feel like sometimes when you want to reach your level of happiness, your goals, whatever it is, you're going to face challenges. And sometimes, well, not sometimes, all the time people are bounded by fear. That's the thing that is stopping us from achieving our goals and from being happy, fear. Yeah, and fear happens. Fear is a powerful emotion. And fear happens when you imagine you're going to have more pain than pleasure. When I make decisions, I always ask myself, what's the worst thing that can happen? And if that worst thing happened, how would I benefit from it? And most of the time, unless the worst thing that can happen is death, I probably would not choose that. <laughs> but if the worst thing could happen, let's say, when I decided I was going to stop being a chiropractor, I had an amazing lifestyle. My patient loved me. I, I lived a great life. I was very happy, successful. It was a great life. But then I decided that to follow my heart. I had no choice but to leave my comfy life 
and challenge myself to become a coach because I felt called in my heart to become a coach, it was scary because I was established. I had a certain amount of money that I could count on every week and I had employees and I had, you know, real estates and responsibilities. And I went, okay, so what's the worst thing that can happen if I go after following my heart? And the worst thing that they could see was like, okay, I am going to fail and then I'm going to lose all my financial assets. All right. So what would be the benefits to me if I lost all my financial assets? Well, I would be free. I wouldn't be tied to anywhere. I could decide to reinvent myself. Because for me, when I decided to become a coach, I, I always make think about, you know, if I take my last breath on planet Earth, would I regret doing this or not doing this? And I would have regretted not going after being a coach. I would have felt like a failure. It wouldn't... When you take your last breath, it's not how, you know, how many houses you've had, how many cars you've had. It's really, did I love? Was I loved? Did I learn and grow? Did I squeeze everything I could out of my life to grow in wisdom? And I knew that if I stayed in my comfort zone, I wouldn't be proud of myself. I would be more proud of myself if I went after becoming a coach and failing, but at least going for it than if I didn't go for it. And once you start really understanding that for every challenge there is, there's gonna be an equal and opposite blessing, then it gives you courage to follow your heart. Because to live an amazing life and not be miserable, you need courage. People are miserable when they're not courageous. You wanna live with passion, you wanna feel alive, Scare yourself. <laughs> Get out of your comfort zone while understanding that it's the, the worst thing that can happen is, you know, such and such thing. Like once I, I was um, rock climbing. I was in uh, Jackson Hole, Wyoming. I was climbing the Grand Teton. And it was really interesting to observe my fear and actions because you're climbing this thing and it's, you know, you're thousands of feet up in the air. The peak is 13,770 feet. And it's, it's not a walk in the park. It's kind of challenging after what they call the saddle. You have to do technical climbing and stuff. But you get to a place and there's a gap. It's about like this wide. It's about like maybe like 30 centimeters, 35 centimeters. But when you look through the gap, like thousands of feet below, and I'm standing there and the guide is saying, come on, Lise. You know, go for the gap. And, and we're all tied with a rope around our, our waist. And we're like, wow, if I fall in there, like, maybe I'll take everybody down with me. Or what's going to happen? And then you start creating all kinds of fears. And then I told myself, please, if this gap was a foot above the earth, would you be scared of it? Do you think you would manage to jump this? Yeah, that was no problem. So by talking to myself, I managed to get my legs moving. Before that, my legs didn't want to move. And I just imagined that the gap was a foot above the ground instead of thousands of feet. And it was, you know, it was not hard. It's just all the fears I was creating in my mind. Fears are imagined. They're reimagining having more pain than pleasure. What, is, what if I leave my spouse and then... I never find somebody else, you know? Well, 
what would be the worst thing that happened if that happened? You leave your, your spouse and you find, you look at your spouse and your spouse found somebody else right away and they're happy and you think, oh my goodness, I'll never have anybody. I'm going to be failure. What did I do? No, if at that point where you decide, you know, this is not my heart desire. I've learned what I needed to learn with my partner. It's time to go. Doing this for yourself is going to force you to learn to love who you are. It's going to force you to learn about love and, and to feel deserving of getting what your heart wants. And those are amazing spiritual lessons. I love what you just said, Dr. Lise, because so many times we're bounded by fear and we don't take the leap to actually grasp what we want in life because of fear, right? So don't let fear hold you back. Don't let fear be the one that's stopping you from achieving happiness. Now, yesterday I came across this quote by Helen Keller and she says, the best and most beautiful things in the world can't be seen or even touched. They must be felt with the heart. Now, a lot of the quotes in this journal app that I use talk about the heart and talk about gratitude. And once you actually start noticing, oh, like the heart isn't just an organ, it is where inspiration lies. Wisdom, love, you feel grateful for all the things that you do. You know, it's like a it's like a little voice talking to you. You have to you have to listen to it, right? So mm-hmm. it's just so beautiful when you connect with your heart. And Dr. Lise, I feel like some people are out there thinking, okay, so if I follow my heart, follow my train to happiness, which is connecting with your heart, living out of inspiration. However, I still want all the, I guess, success, the money, the fame, if you want, the titles that are associated with happiness. And I put air quotes on this. So what if people are in this battle between yeah. these two dichotomies. That's stage one. Remember stage one and stage two. In stage one, you get a sense of yourself by the way the outside world re- reacts to you. And I call that the boot camp. And in stage two, which I call also heaven on earth, you live your life according to the values of your heart because you decide at the end of the day, you know, am I being successful or not? That's why I said, I decided that I was going to go after becoming a coach, even if I was going to lose all my financial assets. So true success happens when you live by the values of your heart, because you can be a total utter failure by having all the wrappings that, you know, society tells you you should have and feel so dejected, so unhappy. True success comes from living by the values of your heart. And it's not because you divide the values on your heart that you're going to be poor. <laughs> Although you have to be willing to, to take a chance doing that. But usually when you follow it, because everything that happens to you, when you listen to your heart, you increase your self-worth. And when you increase your self-worth, you attract events and opportunities that wouldn't be offered to you otherwise. But there's a difference between following your heart and following an infatuation. When people get all excited that they're going to do this thing, it's going to be so great and they're going to be amazing. If they are infatuated, usually they fail. 
And those are the times when you feel afraid of them following your heart because what they confuse this infatuation of doing this thing that's going to give them value and worth and make increase their self-esteem from the external factor. Because when you follow your heart, you can't go wrong. If you follow your heart, you're not going to be destroyed. You'll, you know, you might have to start all over again, but you're going to do it from your heart and you're going to build your abundance. Things are going to happen. Opportunities are going to be presented to you that wouldn't be presented to other people. Yes, you can be infatuated with work as well. You can be infatuated with your career, with school. <laughs> Anytime you use something to define who you are, to compensate for the lack of self-esteem that you have, that's when you enter the danger zone. Because we live, I, I believe we live in a matrix that's very loving, that wants to teach us how to love. So whenever we go after defining yourself by some external factors, it will take it away from you just to teach you who you really are. Huh, let's say, let's see what happens to you if we remove this thing away from you. Huh, identity yeah. crisis. Hmm, now you have to do your inner work to find out who you really are and learn to love who you are. Exactly. And doing your inner work isn't a bad thing. It's great. It's talk fun. To talk to Dr. Lise. Yes. I, I know that after attending her workshops, like I've been more connected to my heart than reading a hundred self-help books. It's incredible. And when I'm, let's say, having a bad day where I'm just a bit sideways because that happens, yeah, no, <laughs> you know, no. little things go wrong. I just stop and I'm like, okay, let's do the heart freedom meditation and connect with my heart and be grateful for everything, even, even my stuffed animals. <laughs> so, but what I'm trying to say here and what Dr. Lisa is trying to say here, happiness is not something that you gain externally. It's intrinsic. And to do that, you have to follow your heart. I don't think that humans are necessarily miserable creatures in the very, very start. I think we were actually quite happy, supposedly, but it's just how society evolved. And now we've become associated with things that define our self-worth that really isn't what's best for us. You know what? And I think it depends on where you live in the world because... Once I was teaching a seminar and another participant, you know, I was talking about love and gratitude and things like that. And the participant says, yeah, but you know, we live in this first world country and like there are people in third world countries and like, how about them? You know, can they be happy? So by coincidence, the following week, I was going to Kenya. And in Kenya, a lot of people are not so wealthy, but I went around and just by curiosity, I went and interviewed a whole bunch of people. And I picked especially people who didn't have much money. And I would ask them, are you happy? Big beaming smile. And they would say, sure, I'm happy. Why would I be happy? I'm healthy. I have my family with me. I have a roof over my head. And they were not wealthy people, but they were just grateful like gratitude is key for happiness it is never going to be um, financial things like I grew up we had no money 
And I, I can, that's one of my blessings. I grew up, we were so poor. So I, I don't have a problem. If I had to lose all my assets, I know I can be happy because I come from, that's one of my blessings. When you grow up poor, you know you can still live, even if you lose everything. And if you've been a student, you've been poor, unless your parents are super wealthy and paying for everything. When you're a student, you're poor, and you still manage to live and be happy. So money is not going to be what makes you feel great. It's when you have goals, when you challenge yourself, when you make sacrifices, and you, you do things because you want to achieve something in your life. Absolutely. You don't need wealth to be happy. Everything comes within the heart. Well, hopefully this answers why humans are miserable creatures, but hopefully you are a happy human. So thank you so much, Dr. Lise, for joining us. And thank you, listeners. We'll see you next Tuesday. Thanks, Rancy. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Soulworthy Love. We have new episodes every Tuesday. Mm-hmm.